Hey guys, in this episode, I talk health, uh, especially in the second half of the episode, talk about digestion, uh, how you can increase the power of your gut. I talk about um, turmeric, the four foods, amazing for your gut, um, turmeric, garlic, and I really go into health. Today's theme is health. I break down what is nutrition, and I talk about uh, two amazing teas, chamomile tea, sage tea, how that can be great. Guys, enjoy today's podcast. Uh, Let's jump right into it. Thanks. Hey, guys. Stay healthy. Stay strong. I'm kind of winging today's podcast. Um... But I just definitely want you to be healthy. Guys, I'm starting. I'm going to do like Mondays is health and nutrition day. And I'm going to sprinkle in some Herbalife tips. So, um, yeah. Guys, just be be healthy. Um, So today, Monday is when I'm recording this. And um, I want to talk about... Being healthy, nutrition, all that jazz, because when your body is healthy, it helps your mind stay healthy. It helps all of you be super, super healthy. You understand me, man? Um, yeah. The prevalence of tattoos is higher among people with mental disorders and those likely to come in contact with mental health services. So... Just eat right and consult a doctor before following any advice I give here. And just know there's no one-size-fits-all solution. Take everything I say with a grain of salt. Um, So just try to do your best to just be... Like drink water every day. You know, it's like really the basic things. So if you just stumbled upon this podcast, you have no idea who I am, who this weird guy coming into your new AirPods you just got is. I'm just like, I'm just a regular American guy, guys. Like, I've lived a little bit in Mexico. Like, I'm just a regular, just your regular everyday superhero. So... Um, speaking on health, speaking on nutrition, uh, it's important to follow the basics. I'm going to like, I'm going to give you the meta and then the micro. So what is nutrition? Nutrition is the supply of materials that organisms and cells require to live. Humans need seven major types of nutrition nutrients to function so vitamins and minerals get your omega-3 vitamin c remember guys this is the nutrition health segment of the podcast every monday coming to you guys live for now and it's actually not live i don't know why i'm saying that but it makes it feel more epic and probably eventually it'll just be live because that's the way the internet's moving um but um yeah take vitamin c omega-3 b12 
and you're just going to be happier, you're going to be stronger, and eat some pasta, and sorry if I contradict myself, like I'm going to contradict myself, I already know something I'm going to say isn't going to be right, but uh, I'm going to get better at this daily Monday segment, and it's going to start making more sense, and I'm going to streamline it. But I think overall it's just going to be eat real food, consult your doctor, and drink lots of water. Like that's what it's going to boil down to. Maybe take some vitamins. But within that, I'm going to break that down into like greens, eating healthy salad type of deal. Um, you know, like potatoes, meat potatoes. Now, we'll probably at some point get into the vegetarian versus non-vegetarian discussion. Um, what's the ideal weight? All of that jazz. Because um, it's, you know, it's difficult to know really with any certainty what's the best thing for you. Um, eat blueberries. Blueberries are super healthy. I'm a I'm a proponent of coffee. You know, there's for a while like like I looked it up. Like I think it's not the best for your teeth, but it does have antioxidants. Um, so right now, you know, I do drink like about you know I have like a daily Starbucks type of deal. But I just I always get the black coffee. Like I worked at Starbucks for like two months, and. Um, before I worked there, it was like three years ago. Like I always got the small black coffee. Like the most, I didn't add anything. While I worked there, like that's what I drank. And then afterwards I still got the small black coffee. Like I'm pretty basic like that. I don't know. I think like I taste everything. I think I have a more sensitive palate. So, and their coffee is actually really good. So I don't like to mix anything in it. Sometimes I add some cinnamon, especially during winter. All right guys, we're gonna jump into the, into the episode today. <clears throat> So, my internet connection finally came through. All right, so nutrition from reddit.com. Top four foods to include in your diet. And this is Monday health nutrition section. Thank you. Top four foods to avoid, four foods to include. I would love everyone's opinion on nutrition. My question to you all is, in your opinion, what are the top four foods that should be included in a healthy diet and top four foods to avoid while trying to lose weight slash eat healthier? If you can explain why you chose certain foods, I would appreciate it. You can include more than four if you have them. I'm interested in what the answer will be. Thanks. So my personal top four foods to choose for me, I, would, I like ketchup. I'm going to include that as a food. So ketchup, tomatoes, um, those are in the nightshade family. Potatoes, I'm going to include vitamins like vitamin C, omega-3, B12. And then um, I'd go with like beef. And top four foods to avoid, number one, sugar, corn syrup, number two, uh, too much salad. I think that's bad for you, like if you don't get anything substantial. And then number four, to avoid um, just any food that's in like a package, maybe a box that has like more than 50 ingredients. All right, but let's see what you all said. Almost universally agreed upon is eliminating refined sugar, vegetable oils, highly processed foods, white flour. I hear coconut, avocado, and olive oil recommended a lot. Do they still count as vegetable oils? Should they still be avoided? The cold press 
fruit, tropical oils are fine. This would include the king, coconut oil, as well as olive oil, avocado oil, macadamia nut oil, etc. When they refer to vegetable seed oil to avoid, they mean the ones from vegetables, grains, and seeds, such as canola, corn, corn soybean, cotton seeds, sunflower. These should be avoided. Why are seed oils bad? Most are really high in PUFA, polysaturated fats, omega-6s. They tend to be unstable and easily oxidized and go rampant. Does the moment of the day you eat sugars in fruit or milk matter? Hello, I normally drink a tall glass of milk every night, almost before going to bed because I'm used to it. Lately, I've been warned about the sugar content of milk, which triggered this question. Would it make a difference if I drank the milk in the morning because it would burn the sugars throughout the day, or does it only matter the daily amount that I consume? Uh, it does not matter the time of day as long as, you know, ideally you want organic milk um, and cut back on sugars if possible. If you're trying to use the sugars for energy, then the morning would be more helpful. If you're trying to lose or gain weight and you're counting calories, then all that matters is your calorie amount in the milk you're drinking. From a biochemical standpoint, the reason that sugars like fructose are problematic is they're being consumed in a state of high blood glucose. If blood glucose is elevated, then both of these sugars will be metabolized to fat by the liver, and the argument is that fatty liver disease and insulin resistance are caused by the accumulation of those fats. So how do you choose a diet? There's all these different diets out there, you know. Hello, I'm a female in my early 30s. I'm 5'7 and currently weigh 180. I would like to weigh less. I've never tried dieting before and I feel kind of lost. There are so many diets out there. Where do I start? One diet I would not consider trying is keto for my personal reasons. Other than that, I'm open to any resources and suggestions you may have. The diet needs to have food that is easily attainable and affordable. Nothing expensive. Cost is a concern of mine. Paleo. Mark Systems Primal Blueprint. The one you'll follow is the only answer. I just figure out how many calories you're estimated to need and eat below that while tracking your weight to make changes in caloric intake. It takes a little work, but you can eat what you want and go at your own pace. Also, it allows to create an after-diet plan to successfully maintain without the regain. Almost every diet counts on you, so you'll buy it again. I personally like being in a deficit for five to six days and have refeeds at maintenance calories one to two days a week. I also go on a diet break every four to six weeks. Choosing whatever diet is the most appealing to you and your budget slash eating preferences. As long as calories are controlled properly and you are in a deficit, they will all work similarly. The diet that will work the best for you is the one you can stick to. Don't listen to anyone that claims any specific type of eating is superior for weight loss. Energy balance is the only thing that matters in the end. If a certain type of eating helps you control it better, there's your answer. I prefer low-carb diets because I'm an all-or-nothing kind of person. If I have options, I tend to cheat. I've been equally successful on a diet of purely fast food chicken sandwiches. Probably not the healthiest choice, but my point is that both work. So just drink a lot of water and um, 
Yeah, I'm not a nutritionist. Like my background personally on health is I've just studied it a lot in my personal life. Um, I'm a very healthy guy. Like I don't get sick in general. Um, I'm 25 years old. And yeah, I'm not professionally trained, but I have spent uh, probably over 10,000 hours on my own time learning about it. So, yeah, just stay focused, stay healthy. I'm going to skip back over to nutrition. What is it and why is it important? Nutrition from uh, medicalnewstoday.com. Nutrition, nourishment, or elements is the supply of materials, food, required by organisms and cells to stay alive. In science and human medicine, nutrition is the science or practice of consuming and utilizing foods. In hospitals, nutrition may refer to the food requirements of patients, including nutritional solutions delivered via an IV tube. Nutritional science studies how the body breaks down food, catabolism, and how it repairs and creates cells and tissue, anabolism. Catabolism and anabolism combined can also be referred to as metabolism. Nutritional science also examines how the body responds to food. And just for you guys to know, me, the podcast host, Young King, I weigh 150 pounds. I'm six foot four and very sexy and uh, very active. Big proponent of parkour, skating, uh, boxing, etc. Fast facts on nutrition. The human body requires seven major types of nutrients. Not Again, this is from medicalnewstoday.com. Not all nutrients provide energy but are still important, such as water and fiber. Micronutrients are important but required in smaller amounts. Vitamins are essential organic compounds that the human body cannot synthesize. And just use what works for you. You know, the health industry, everything is... It's always changing. Like a few years ago, everyone said that butter was bad, and now everyone says that butter is good. Um, so you got to be smart about it. Like just go with your grandmother's wisdom in a way. All right, after that disclaimer, let's continue. What is nutrition? As molecular biology, biochemistry, and genetics advance, nutrition has become more focused on metabolism and metabolic pathways, biochemical steps through which substances inside us are transformed from one form to another. Nutrition also focuses on how diseases, conditions, and problems can be prevented or reduced with a healthy diet. Similarly, nutrition involves identifying how certain diseases and conditions may be caused by dietary factors such as poor diet and food intolerances. Dietitian versus nutritionist. A registered dietitian nutritionist, RD or RDN, studies food, nutrition, and dietetics through an accredited university and approved curriculum, then completes a rigorous internship and passes a licensure exam to become a registered dietitian. A nutritionist without the title of RD studies nutrition via self-study or through formal education, but does not meet the requirements to use the title of RD or RDN. The two terms are often interchangeable, but they're not identical. A, nutri- a, a nutrient is a source of nourishment, a component of food. For example, protein, carbohydrate, fat, vitamin, mineral, fiber, and water. Macronutrients are nutrients we need in relatively large quantities, 
micronutrients are nutrients we need in relatively small quantities. Macronutrients can be further split into energy macro macronutrients that provide energy and macronutrients that do not provide energy. Energy macronutrients. Energy macronutrients provide calorie, which is measured either in kilocalories or joules. Energy macronutrients include carbohydrates, 4 kcal per gram. Carbohydrate molecules include monosaccharides, glucose, fructose, galactose, disaccharides, and polysaccharides, starch. Nutritionally, polysaccharides are favored over monosacs because they are more complex, therefore need longer to break down and be absorbed in the bloodstream. They do not cause major spikes in blood level sugars. Proteins of 4,000 calories per gram. Fats of 9,000 calories per gram. About water, about 70% of the non-fat of the human body is water. It is vital for many processes in the human body. I recommend uh, two glasses of water a day. Micronutrients are required in smaller quantities. Minerals, daily minerals are the other chemical elements our bodies need other than carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, and nitrogen. Potassium, chloride, sodium, calcium, magnesium, zinc, iron, manganese, copper, what it does, component of many enzymes, deficiency in copper leads to anemia, and excess of copper can interfere with body's formation of blood, cellular components. All right, I want to talk about some salads, some great salad recipes, um, and yeah, we're going to go into that thread of thought here for y'all. All right, cool. Um, give it a second to load up. Um, yeah. So, this is from Livestrong.com. Salads have so much potential, though that's not always a good thing. Topped with fresh vegetables, lean proteins, healthy fats, and homemade dressing, they can make the perfect nutrient-packed meal. But when words like creamy, bacon, and cheese are involved, their real potential is for packing on pounds. So how do you put together a salad that is delicious and satisfying without tons of calories? We asked top nutrition experts to reveal their favorite recipe for a hearty, healthy salad. Their answers were even more mouth-watering than expected. Check out all 23 expert meal ideas and try not to drool. Red quinoa salad with avocado. There's a reason quinoa is now a kitchen staple on par with rice and pasta. It's not only a gluten-free source of calcium, iron, vitamins, E, and several B vitamins. It's also a complete protein that contains all nine essential amino acids, said Lauren O'Connor, a registered dietitian and owner of NutriSavvy in L.A. Packed with whole grains, fruit, and vegetables, this hearty salad will keep you feeling full and energized for hours. Corn, crab, and tomato salad chock full of lean protein, crunchy sweet corn, and juicy tomatoes. This summer salad is a favorite of New York City-based registered dietitian Sharon Richter. I love that I can use fresh Jersey corn from the farmer's market and basil for my herb garden, she says. The red tomatoes provide lycopene, which helps protect my skin from sun damage. 
that was a corn, crab, and tomato salad. If your mouth isn't watering, keep listening. From Livestrong.com Ruby Red Beet Salad Salad for dessert, why not? This antioxidant-rich beet salad is the perfect side for dinner but can also be served for dessert, says Rania Bataya, nutritionist and odor of essential nutrition for you in California's San Fran. With ingredients like walnuts, cranberries, pomegranates, seeds, and beets, the sweet salad delivers a hefty dose of heart-healthy omega-3, fatty acids, vitamin C, and iron, plus it's easy to make and full of ingredients that promote flawless skin. Red ruby beet salad. Fresh lentil and golden beet salad. This salad makes a satisfying meal, says Marty Hartley, RD, creator of AskMaryRD.com. It's a complex blend of bitter and sweet, acid and oil, with contrasting texture and color. And while every ingredient is healthy, the power ingredient is the mighty lentil. If your diet was made of only 10 foods, lentil would have to be one. They're loaded with soluble and insoluble fire, folic acid, B vitamin, hosts of major and trace minerals. One serving provides 55% of the daily value for vitamin C and 35% of the daily value for iron. Harley loves eating and sharing this vegetarian salad, but she gives credit to blogger Leela Sid for creating it. That was the French lentil and golden beet salad. Lentil, one of the top 10 foods you should always be eating. From Livestrong.com. 23 healthy salads nutrition and experts eat by Jessica Smith. Nutty Kale Salad, the Nutty Kale Salad. It was love at first bite for nutritionist Stephanie Peterson. And uh, one thing you can do with kale is you can drop uh, like salt on it and then kind of mush it with your fingers, kind of crinkle it, and it will dry out the kale. And it actually makes it way tastier. And then just wash the excess salt off. Uh, For the Nutty Kale Salad, I first tasted a a version of this in my sister-in-law's home, couldn't stop eating it. It was my first experience with raw kale, and I was hooked. One serving delivers about 8 grams of protein, tons of belly-filling fiber, 420% of your daily vitamin A, 300% of your vitamin C, and a hit of powerful antioxidants. Peterson says, This salad is super versatile. Add a handful of raisins or pumpkin seeds with the nutty kale salad. Change up the nut butter. Add some jalapeno for a spicy kick. Fajita salad. Each serving of this easy-to-make fajita salad contains a full serving of protein, Tasty variety of vegetables and a wonderful mix of healthy fats with Bet West certified nutritionist. Pesto kale cabbage salad, roasted vegetable quinoa salad, wheat veggie salad, the fiesta salad, orange scented beet salad, strawberry green salad, Mediterranean quinoa salad. There's so many great options for you guys, but who has amazing options? Who do I love? Organic Olivia. If you guys haven't heard of her, she is a amazing nutritionist. And she's had a blog I've been following for the past five years, and I'm just revisiting it now um, while my internet loads. So we're going to cover all things protein, wholesome foods, um, an amazing diet. You can also order food from this seller, I guess. Um, It's a food blog, organicolivia.com. And she's already, her website's way better than it used to be, I can already tell. Oh, she's very into, like, parasites in the stomach and fighting uh, parasites and gut. gut. What do you guys want to talk about? Stress and anxiety, emotional health, improving digestion, 
Let's talk about improving your digestion. Again, this is organicolivia.com. Why thyroid problems are directly related to your liver and how carrots can help. Carrots, your liver, and your thyroid. Oh my. Are they related? Absolutely. In fact, thyroid conditions don't exactly start with this precious gland in the first place. It all goes back to the liver, my all-time favorite topic, which you'll know if you read this blog long enough. Those who are suffering from hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's thyroiditis may be understandably focused on healing the thyroid gland alone. Yet clues in the science keep showing their overloaded, sluggish liver can build up these conditions for years. Chronic illness doesn't happen overnight, and our thyroids don't stop working for no apparent reason. As they say in Eastern medicine, if it took you three years to get sick, it will take you three years to get better. Over time, as we're exposed to environmental toxins, as we go on crash diets or deprive our bodies of essential carbohydrates, or even as we overeat, remember how important balance is. Our livers have to put in overtime. Add in other factors like heavy metals, which totally interfere with detoxification, and mineral binding sites, and it's no surprise, mysteriousness is exploding. Overloaded liver detox pathways equals a sluggish liver. Think Chinese liver medicine, liver chi stagnation, a nationwide problem due to our stressful life. Here's an explanation of how this can directly lead to thyroid conditions from organic Olivia. When a stressed liver loses the ability to store sugar energy in the form of glycogen, our body quickly develops blood sugar issues to compensate for the lows your body overproduces stress hormones to give you energy instead. It's simple. Your liver's job is to store glycogen so that when you don't have a chance to eat lunch due to that afternoon meeting, you have some backup reserve. Glycogen buys you time, but when your liver's overloaded, you can have a carrot to help out or your eating habits are sporadic for too long, your ability to store glycogen is infected. Again, this is from OrganicOlivia.com, David ATL. Every Monday, tune in to the podcast. David ATL rants a raise for the lowdown, the scoop on health, nutrition, all things health. Stay healthy, stay strong. Skipping lunch used to be a key piece of cake. You now experience low blood sugar during that gap. To make up for the lack of glucose, your body must excrete stress hormones to literally keep you alive and energetic instead of the clean energy we get from healthy food this is nervous energy that can do some serious damage these stress hormones are also what lead to adrenal fatigue so they don't only affect the thyroid but their adrenals too over time these stress hormones break down healthy muscle tissue and suppress thyroid function by blocking your liver from converting thyroid hormone into active t3 for example cortisol is shown to inhibit the conversion of t4 into t3 Stress hormones also increase reduction of reverse T3, which once again blocks active T3 from getting to the cells. All of this further prevents a stress sluggish level from strong storing glycogen, which means major blood sugar swings. Solution, balance your blood sugar manually with diet since your liver isn't able to do it for you. At least not at the moment, your body can't heal. This means you must eat balanced meals and snacks that contain carbohydrates and fiber frequently to prevent dips. Do not fear the carbs. Carb fear is one of the reasons our liver can get like this in the first place. Note that you have to determine your optimal meal frequency that prevents blood sugar lows. For some people, this is a small snack every 20 minutes. For others, it's something harder, heartier every two hours. Guys, this is the lowdown, the breakdown on the liver from Organic Olivia Monday, the health show. David ATL Rants Rage. Leave this show a rating and make sure to share it on Twitter. 
when a stressed liver loses the ability to store sugar energy in the form of glycogen, the production of glucuronic acid is affected. Glucuronic acid is necessary for the detoxification of thyroid suppressive hormones, especially estrogen. When your liver can't detoxify excess estrogen, it builds up in your tissues, especially the stomach hips, and further suppresses your thyroid function. Estrogen affects your thyroid because it directly blocks the thyroid gland from releasing thyroid hormones. Suppresses metabolism, promotes the production of more thyroid suppressive stress. The solution. Dr. Pete has recommended for years the exquisite Fiber One found in one large raw carrot per day has been shown to bind and absorb to estrogen in the digestive tract, preventing that dreaded reabsorption. This takes the burden of excess estrogen off of your liver so it can focus on properly converting thyroid hormone. It also helps to balance your hormones by balancing the ratio of progesterone estrogen, which aids with both fat loss and fat distribution. Guys, carrots, carrots, carrots. David ATL, Rance Raves, stay strong, people. Thank you for tuning in. Guys, be healthy. Gracias por escuchar al podcast hoy. Eh, estamos chatando de Tennessee, Atlanta, disfrutando del, del día. Uh, te quiero, les amo, les agradezco su atención. Es el, el segmento en español para que, para que disfrutan. Uh, espero que toda mi gente va bien, uh, tenga una buena salud. Es lo que estoy hablando hoy. Me llamo David. Estoy aquí a ayudarles a comer un vegetales para buena salud. El día de, de lunes, el día de nutrición. Eh, hablamos de, de, de Kim Kardashian y Kanye. Ellos eh, salieron de Coachella. Eh, bueno, eh, creo, este es el primer eh, segmento español. Quiero agradecerles por escuchar. Um, buena salud, uh, comer uh, comida <coughs> básica, uh, comer salsa de tomate, aguacate, toda la comida que, que es uh, común y corriente, no hay, no hay nada especial, uh, comer carne, verduras, todo lo que te va a sentir mejor, te va a sentir saludable, un, un cafecito, lo que quiera, pastero, tu sabe, vaquero, güey. Um, hay que enfocarte, ¿no? Um, comer manzana, verdura, turmeric, garlic, comida básica, menos Coca-Cola, parte, menos Coca-Cola, más aguacate, más agua. Más agua cada día. Agua, agua, agua. Agua, agua, agua. Menos agua diente, más agua. ¿Comprende? Listo. Te quiero. Follow me on Twitter at KingLit93. That's K-I-N-G-L-I-T-9-3. Uh, check me out on my blog at davidatl.wordpress.com.
and on Instagram at DavidATL333. Thank you.